0: monster a creature with such horrific features a lady a bride and scary movie fan some nerds and their website present this woman and Hello and welcome back to the Bride of the Creature podcast. With me, the Creature Joey G. Joining me as always the cutest podcaster in town. Ta- it's And joining me is always the cutest podcaster in town, the Bride Nicole.
1: Hello. How are you, love? Good. How are you?
0: I'm having a hard time. You are. I've only said that 800 trillion. You know what it is? Before you came downstairs, I was testing the levels. I was just checking the sound levels, and I said, "Hello, I'm the Creature Joey G." And the whole thing. I said it like 30 times, perfectly. And then uh, I fucked it up once you we were in here.
1: You shot your load too early.
0: Okay. I'm not happy with that. That's not a fun thing to say. Anyway, we watched a great movie. Right? If you, if you think
1: so. <laughs> I thought it
0: was fun. Anyway, yeah, we watched Toby Hooper's 1985 classic, let's say, Life Force.
1: That would not be classic Toby Hooper. I thought it was pretty good.
0: Well, let's listen to the trailer, and then we'll talk about it.
1: Okay. From the director of Poltergeist and the writer of Alien comes a terrifying new film. I'm getting a very small radar cross section. 150 miles long.
0: EGR is confirmed.
1: Tell them we have an artificial object out here. In the tale of Haley's comet. There's something wrong, something ancient, something evil. Jesus. Houston, we have a problem. Something's happening to me. Something hungry that's brought to Earth.
0: She's destroyed worlds.
1: That girl was no girl. She was totally alien to this planet in our life form totally dangerous. I just found a body in Hyde Park. Life Force. Close your eyes. Visited you home, In my mind. Let it go! It's already spreading. You didn't stop it. It's too late. Come. Be with me. Life Force. The Terror has just begun.
0: Front, we're sideways, and now it's time to begin. So we That's watched a
1: sad the... joke.
0: Eh, well, they can't all be zingers. Let's get into it. Uh here comes the recap. As always, we're gonna recap the whole film, including funny fake names. We have quite a bit. This is kind of a long movie. So buckle up, it was get comfy. A
1: long, <laughs> long movie. Buckle up, get
0: comfy, no reading ahead. You look in my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> or look at that picture of a Gundam or my Gundam. Don't
1: tell me what to do. Just don't read the script. I'm not reading. Please don't don't so, even know So, Life
0: how. Force. <laughs> Here we go. Life Force. Henry Mancini okay. did the music, and it's great. And I'm already a fan of this movie. And then we see a title card that says it's based on a novel called The Space Vampires. And holy shit, I'm so excited. It was,
1: r- was very spacey.
0: Yeah, the intro was very spacey. Cool. So, a spaceship called Churchill is up in space to go investigate an asteroid or something. Frankly, I was typing about the music, uh, so I didn't really hear what they were saying about why they were up there. But the radar picks up something weird that's apparently 150 feet long and 2 miles tall. Which isn't really particularly helpful in terms of dimensions when you're talking about something in space. But, okay. It turns out it's an artificial object and in the head of this comet that they went to inspect. But there's comet wind, so they can't transmit what they found back to Earth. Wind will do that. They decide to continue the mission because they won't get another chance at this comet for 150 years. They're all very calm, if not bored by this, even though they just found an artificial something in a freaking comet. Uh, But it's a big tall spire thing that looks sort of like a D&D Beyonder on top. I took to calling it the Lovecraft's Umbrella. Because at one point it opens up like an umbrella, remember? Right. Uh, Our intrepid heroes go on an EVA excursion to take a look at it. And it's kind of like a giant space butthole.
1: You know what, I, I wouldn't have said that, and then as soon as you said it, I couldn't unsee it.
0: Yeah, like a real butthole.
1: Kind of like how you run balloon knot for me.
0: That's my favorite euphemism for buttholes, the balloon Bloom, knot.
1: Balloons are supposed to be cute and innocent and what, pure, you think and you be cute it. No.
0: I bet you they could. i never seen They can't be
1: one. cute.
0: Well, anyway, after the butthole, it's all very Lovecrafty and an alien-like on the inside of the movie Alien, which makes sense because Dan O'Bannon did write this movie, and he wrote Alien.
1: Did Alien come after this or before? Uh,
0: before. Like 10 years before, I think. No. Yeah, yeah, well, 10
1: years so before. So do yourself a favor. Skip this watch movie Alien. and just watch
0: Alien. You can watch gold. So mm. they find weird bat creatures inside. There's like thousands of them, but they all look like they're dead. But again, everyone is very calm and chill, if not bored, about finding space bats on their mission to study a that, comet. That's
1: what Nicole was through this movie. Yeah. If not bored.
0: <laughs> One of the scientists, in typical scientist fashion... Rips a finger off of one of them like an asshole. Worst scientist ever. The first thing you do when you find space bats is you don't break its finger off and go, I don't Look at really that!
1: remember that part.
0: You're probably bored. <laughs> uh, they deduce that the bats are all dehydrated because of years in the vacuum of space. And then they deploy the specimen bag to take one of the bats back to the ship. Uh, and the specimen bag is literally like a big net. Do you remember that? No. I thought it was so funny. It's like deploy the specimen bag, and it's just like this big shitty rope net. It's like great, that's a good that's specimen bag, scientific. boys. So back on the ship, a big stinger looking thing is unfolding from in front of them, and and then that, and they cut back to the butthole and there's a blinding white light, and we get a much less expensive shot of astronauts asking the ship to describe oh, the yeah. incredible things happening outside the ship. They sound impressive. Too bad we didn't get to see them. It was just like close up of an astronaut's helmet saying As he's listening to the radio, say, like, this massive thing is unfolding in front of us.
1: The umbrella. It looks like an an umbrella. umbrella. I'm
0: like, that probably would have been cool to see.
1: You're like, oh, they're saving money here. They spent it all on Naked Girl.
0: They did. Well, we haven't got to her yet. The Challengers of the Unknown, that's what so I started calling the astronauts when they were up there, The Challengers of the Unknown, because that's a comic book. They head towards the light, like a bunch of assholes. Inside, they find crystals, kind of like in the Fortress of Solitude in Superman 1. And inside the crystals, there are nude people.
1: So there's one naked lady and two yeah. naked men. So
0: I wrote here, tit counter is now at one pair, because I was thinking there'd be more tits in this movie, but it was actually just the same tits over and over again, so I didn't ever update the counter.
1: We almost saw that other girls' tits.
0: But well, we did see this girl's tits a lot. Yes. How would you evaluate said tits, honey? <laughs> they were nice. They were fine, weren't they?
1: I mean, they, I appreciate that they were natural.
0: Yeah. They saved money there, too.
1: <laughs> did she have Bush? I don't remember. Uh,
0: they didn't ever show her that. They did. No, we never. There was always like a thing in front of it. Oh. Uh, it's nothing gross here.
1: You can show tits, can show but tits. not Bush. No,
0: there's no dong neither. Anyhow, uh, no, no, looking upon the nude people is mesmerizing to the leader of the challengers of the unknown who we'll get to later. The rest of the dumb shit challengers go in for a look as well. The male challengers immediately start being horny and stupid. When you find a nude girl in a weird space butthole, you run away. But instead, they take the dried bat and the naked nude lady back to the ship. Turns out they also took the two nude fellas, but I didn't they realize it at the time. Are
1: they, they only showed the lady being taken yeah. back. Yeah, they
0: didn't spend much time with the nude fellows at all.
1: I mean, naked ladies are much more fun to look at.
0: Depends on the nude fella. I would love to look at what's-his-face. That guy was the Viking on uh, True Blood, and he was Tarzan.
1: He's one of the, um... Oh, what is their name? Skarsgårds.
0: Yeah, he's fucking just...
1: See, I prefer Ridiculous. Pennywise, *Guard's Guard*,
0: with the weird eye. Yeah,
1: cause like other one is
0: Ex- like ridiculously hot.
1: He's like too perfect. I He's like very perfect. the he, The other one is like a little bit awkward, but really handsome in an unconventional way. I just
0: remember wanting to see the Tarzan movie by myself and sitting there the whole time, being like, "Jesus Christ." Look at that fucking guy. It's ridiculous. He,
1: he was very hot and true blood, too.
0: And I even remember thinking, like, he's in a movie beside Margot Robbie, and he's making her look fugly next to him. And Margot Robbie is quite pretty.
1: You see his penis in um, Big Little Lies. I bet
0: it's enormous. It is. God damn it. Fuck that guy. <laughs> 30 days later... On-the-ground Mission Control is trying to raise the Churchill on the radio, but no one is responding. The ship is slightly off course. It hasn't adjusted or even touched the control since the course was set after leaving the Comet. Mission Control sends up another ship to dock with the Churchill and figure out what's what. Because I guess in the future, Rocket Fuel is cheap. But this isn't in the future. It takes place in in, like, contemporary times. So they're just, like, spending money. Wasteful. But
1: not on special effects, apparently.
0: There were some good special effects in this movie. Not, Just not, not for the butthole. Not not yeah. for
1: the umbrella unfolding. Right.
0: The rescue crew gets on board the Churchill, and it's all dark and shitty and much cheaper than building a bright spaceship interior. They find the crew of the Churchill, and they're all charred skeletons and they look kind of rad.
1: I did think that. That was the first time in this whole movie, which was like... Already hour in, it was, not was an like, hour. It was oh, like something cool to look at. Did you
0: not think the butthole looked cool or the bats?
1: No. What about the tits? Well, yeah.
0: <laughs> anyway, the Columbia, which is the name of the spaceship they go up to save the Churchill, retrieves the giant uh, space VHS tape and they discover a nude lady.
1: Very exciting.
0: Yes. Cut to the European space something or other. Uh, there's a stuffy white British man who I eventually started calling Uptight British Man.
1: I thought he was Turtleneck.
0: No, no, that's later. Okay. So Uptight British Man is discussing the nude lady. Well, actually a bunch of stuffy British men are discussing the nude lady. Uh, they're all very calm for having discovered a nude alien lady.
1: See? Calm and boring. This Uptight movie. British
0: Man is alternating between watching the BBC News and a CCTV of nude lady's hospital room. Or quarantine room or whatever. Inside the nude lady's room, some dork is staring at her and reaches out to touch her boobs, when suddenly she wakes up and sits bolt upright like a nude undertaker. The dork is very startled, and she is very nude. (laughs) Uptight British man notices this on his CCTV, CCTV and watches an alarm as nude lady takes dork's breathing apparatus off him and kisses him. But then she kisses him too much, and the lights in the room go all mental, and there's a crazy blue light everywhere, and it's pretty clear that bad stuff's happening. Uptight British man runs through, like, 15 doors. Remember that? And you laugh because he goes through, like, eight different doors. No, and it's all
1: glass. (laughs) And it's like, there's no reason for there to be eight (laughs) separate rooms. And
0: each room is, like, eight feet long. It has nothing in it. He just runs through them.
1: There's nothing in it. It's basically a hallway filled with doors and glass windows. I just remember you going, like, why did he go through
0: so many doors? It took him forever. It did. Anyway, by the time he gets there, though, the dork is now all shriveled up and looks at the crypt keeper, And he's dead. But uptight British man doesn't freak out because there's a nude lady, and you gotta play it cool in those situations. The big boss man sees the, and that's the other guy. Um, the other big boss man is not the uptight right. British man. The big boss man sees the nude lady and the uptight British man on the CCTV, and then he runs through all the doors again, <laughs> only to find that the nude lady is gone. But luckily, uptight British man is still alive. It was great. Every time people ran through those doors, I got excited. It
1: was. It was I wish so our house ridiculous. had that many doors in it but clearly it's just set up because later she doesn't she break them all they all go all yeah, the glass yeah i forget how it I like we're they were just that, yeah. set up just to have all this glass smashing said, later on
0: so the security in this facility are all dumb shits cuz even after being told not to let the nude lady escape they are convinced it's probably a joke because she's nude one of the guards tries to lure him to her with like a pringle <laughs> like a dog He's he's like, like, here here you go, go. here you go. it's good. Anyway, she uses the blue lightning on him and then just keeps walking. And all the windows explode and she walks off into the night. But the big boss man is still too calm.
1: (sighs) This movie. The big
0: boss man never shows emotion once in this entire movie.
1: So boring. It's not boring, it was great. So it was like... (laughs) <laughs> it was like stuff would happen and then it would come to a grinding halt this so that true. people could talk, talk for like it. twenty minutes. This is
0: true. There was a lot of uptight British people in rooms just like discussing what's happening. As soon
1: as something would start to happen, it's like, Oh, this is kinda cool. Oh, fuck we stopped again talking yeah. to with all these stuffy British men.
0: So apparently the Newt Lady's escape was enough to prompt a visit from the SAS. Specifically Colonel Turtleneck, who is I
1: liked him. And
0: I would I described him as handsome for a British T V series.
1: Not even. Like
0: if you watch British TV in the eighties, he was what kind of passed for like, a handsome kind guy. Of. Yeah. Like yeah. he's not but I'm just saying having watched a lot of like British mysteries or police shows from that era, he's like a handsome character for those kind of shows. Uh, he, anyway, he interrogates the uptight British man about his uh, the experience. Uptight British man describes the encounter as unbelievably sexual. And we learn that the tapes from the Churchill weren't destroyed. They were erased. Oh shit. I bet it was the nude lady. That's what I wrote in all caps. Yeah, no, it wasn't. wasn't In fact, I'd totally forgotten about it till just now when I read this that, oh yeah, they had mentioned that the tapes had been erased. Yeah, they they?
1: showed it. Yeah.
0: Uptight British Man has a very deep voice and it's really hard for me to hear him for some reason. Big Boss Man and Colonel Turnleck It's hard a,
1: for you to hear?
0: It was hard for me to hear that character's voice.
1: You couldn't like, hear anything ever. I know.
0: The register was slow. It was hard for me to make out what he was saying. <laughs> that's what I was saying. Uh, So anyway, Big Boss Man and Colonel Turtleneck have a philosophical (laughs) discussion about life after death, and the Big Boss Man theorizes that the nude lady drains the life force out of people with her blue light powers. See,
1: fuck, we knew that. You figured it out so fast. No, we knew that a long time ago. Yeah, we
0: kind of intuited it, but I just like that he was just like, he saw it happen once and he's like, this is what's happening. And then
1: we have to spell it, then we have to spell it out for us.
0: Anyway, we get our first glimpses of Nude Fellow 1 and Nude Fellow 2. We don't see their dongs though, it says right there. <laughs> uh, I didn't even realize that they had actually come to the planet, but apparently they had but suddenly the room they were in explodes, and they're standing up and handsome and coming to suck off the guards energy, so the guards are shooting them up with good, but it's no use. The nude fellows are impervious to bullets, which I don't know why because they didn't like didn't that come into play later like shooting them shouldn't that have oh no because they had to stab him with the the stupid sword, oh yeah right. Anyway, they hear the big ruckness and the big boss man on the Colonel Turtleneck dash down to investigate and find everything is all fucked up and the nude fellas are gone. That's three nude people who have escaped. So an autopsy is being performed on that dumb guard who got his life force sucked off. But he opens up his eyes and he sits up on the autopsy table and starts making zombie noises and looks kind of rad. I thought he looked really cool.
1: That was cool. Yeah,
0: after they got sucked off, people look cool.
1: It was this weird mix of, like, weird sci-fi and zombies. It just and didn't nude ladies. work for me.
0: So I think he then hypnotized the coroner, who I t- started calling Quincy, and then sucks him off, too. I can't say for certain, but I don't think this particular encounter was as overwhelmingly sexual as it was when the nude lady... Anyway, once Quincy is fully sucked off, the dead body looks like that dumbass guard again, all back to normal, except the renewed. nude... The Big Boss Man and Colonel Turtleneck are stoic and concerned that in two hours, Quincy's going to wake up. Because that's what they do after seeing it once, that every two hours, the the, the space vampires have to suck someone off. Wait,
1: have we not got to the part where the guy comes back from space?
0: No, not yet. We're not even there yet. Uh That's Major Tom. We haven't got to him yet. Word comes in that they found a dead girl in the park and she's been sucked off. Colonel Turtleneck questions Rosencrantz and Guildenstern for some reason. I don't remember, even though it's pretty fucking obvious what's happened. I don't remember who Rosencrantz and Guildenstern were. I assume they were like the two cops who come in to tell them that they found a dead girl in the park. And he starts asking questions about it, even though we're all pretty much aware of what's happened. Did
1: you think that they were going to be more important?
0: I thought they might. That's why I named them Rosencrantz and Guildenstern. Anyway, I don't think we ever talked to them again. Anyway, so the now reanimated dumb guard is going apeshit and he's knocking stuff over in his cell. He's getting very bestial and then he shrivels up and goes full Crypt Keeper again. It is determined. It a-
1: did look like the Keeper. Yeah, it was great. Yeah.
0: It is that determined cool. that after they've been sucked off, the victims need to suck someone else off every two hours or else it's Larry King City. Get it? Because he looks all shriveled up like Larry King. That was good. Thank you. In the other cell, shriveled Quincy rushes the bars and explodes into dust upon contact. I like that part. Then, because we're scientists, dammit, we get to watch the unfortunate girl who died in the park wake up and then explode, which for some reason also shorts out and detonates the heart monitor. Remember that? No. (laughs) So, like, the the girl from the park, for some reason they hooked her up to a heart monitor and then she wakes up and then explodes.
1: Oh, yeah, okay. I remember. Yeah, I
0: remember, like, why did that make the heart monitor explode? I guess there was just too much energy.
1: They needed more explosions yeah. to make up for the boring parts. Now,
0: to be fair to you and how you think this is boring, the main character hasn't actually turned up yet. Well, he was in the very beginning. He was the one who first discovered the nude lady. Yeah. He was the commander of the Challengers of the Unknown. He's almost back, though. Uptight British man turns up and informs the big boss man and Colonel Turtleneck that the Churchill's escape pod has just crash-landed in Texas, which coincidentally are where all my exes live. All my exes live in Texas. That's a song. <laughs> Did you just face oh. That's upsetting. It turns out that one of the crew of the Churchill escaped in a pod and comes to talk to the uptight British man, Curdle Turtleneck, and the big boss man. It's Major Tom. So Major Tom picks up the story where the prologue left off with the Challengers of the Unknown. And this is where it
1: comes to a grinding pile. Yeah, like grinding. it
0: really does, because like, they're going to recap like More so than other, other yeah. scenes. They really recap a lot more than is necessary, but Major Tom picks up the story where the prologue left off with the Challengers of the Unknown, bringing the nude lady and the nude fellows on board the Churchill and chatting about how drained and tired they feel before getting back to work. Major Tom explains that on the trip back to Earth, the Challengers of the Unknown began dying one by one, and we get an unnecessarily long explanation of the crew getting the life sucked off of them one by one on the trip, which we obviously (laughs) already know all about.
1: of like how you say sucked off. Thank you. And for them, like, sucking the life for
0: (laughs) us. Yeah, man, it's great. Get on with it, Major Tom, and eventually, Major Tom appears to be the last crew member not sucked off and he decides he can't allow the world to be exposed to a nude lady and her nude fellas, so he opens all the airlocks, sets everything on fire, which won't really work with the airlocks open, and goes to the escape pod. This takes about 20 minutes for some reason and just repeats over and over again that the nude lady and the nude fellas will suck you off and also have some kind of hypnotic power to attract you. They are overwhelmingly sexual. That's what my uh, autobiography is going to be titled. Oh, <laughs> Overwhelmingly no. sexual.
1: Oh, sorry, sweetie.
0: <laughs> You'd read it. Later, uptight British man informs Colonel Turtleneck that the weird Lovecraftian umbrella spaceship has been detected leaving the comet and is headed for Earth, and then I wrote "Ro Raggy" <laughs> cuz I'm clever. Meanwhile, Major Tom is visited by the nude lady, who is now wearing a slanket. And she has a weird red strobe light sex with Major Tom before giving him the old blue light special. But Major Tom wakes up screaming, it was all a dream! A weird nude dream!
1: And his overacting in this scene is yeah. incredible. So I just
0: want to say two things about this, car- this character while we're on the subject. He plays Dwayne Barry in a very good episode of The X-Files. Uh, but I remember him being good in that episode of the X-Files because in this movie he is the worst actor in the history of cinema.
1: It's just very over top and his lines are delivered very deliberately.
0: He is unbelievably bad. He is as overwhelmingly sexual as the nude lady is. He is an overwhelmingly bad actor. <laughs> anyway, he wakes up from his weird nude dream. Uh, the... Also, do you ever wish we could have weird strobe red strobe light sex like like they do in this movie? No. We could get Lights a red stro- off. <laughs> yeah, I don't blame you. Uh, anyway, the big boss man... Sh- I am overwhelmingly sexual, though, just for the record. The big boss man shows up with a sh- shitty strobe light, and they do some kind of hypnosis to try and unpack the Major Tom's weird nude dream. So somehow, under hypnosis, Major Tom is able to like remote view the nude lady, only now she's in the body of the adult version of the girl from Brave in a, wa- a raincoat. Brave is like-
1: that cartoon movie. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, but this is like if she was a grown up.
1: Okay.
0: Basically, she's like a Scottish girl. We almost
1: girl. see her boobs.
0: Basically, she's a Scottish girl with red curly hair and, once and you in my he rips yes, her I remember. Off. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna get to that, uh, and she's looking for a man. I didn't really get it. So they use this remote viewing to get the license plate of the white Volvo the nude lady in the body of Brave and a silly farmer drove away in. I don't think that's how it works. Like I thought that in the the way they explained it, I thought he could see through her eyes.
1: No, no, he just couldn't be a fly on the
0: wall. But the way he described it was that he was, like, looking through her. Yeah, and so, it's really, but if,
1: really stupid. Yeah, so
0: there's no way he'd be able to see the license plate.
1: It's stupid.
0: Well, anyway. Uh, there's some discussion about finding the nude lady's original body, which the big boss man seems to think is hidden somewhere while nude lady's vampire essence is body hopping. Basically, the big boss man makes a lot of, like, leaps of logic in this movie. Like, he just, like, somehow always knows. Like, he just figures shit out. Like, he guesses and he's always right. I mean, Maybe I guess he it,
1: read a lot of sci-fi.
0: I guess. Anyway, meanwhile, in space, the umbrella, lo- the Lovecraft umbrella, is getting closer to the Earth. But then they cut back to the plot. The big boss man is doing some science when a soldier man shows up and is all sinister and menacing. And then I wrote a nude fella in disguise, perhaps. They kinda of telegraphed it. It was definitely that. Well, before we find out, we go to an insane asylum where Patrick Stewart is in charge and Colonel Turtleneck, that's not even a joke. Patrick Stewart is literally the man in charge of the insane I, asylum. I know
1: when I when I like saw that, I was like, Oh that guy looks like Patrick Stewart and I was like, Holy shit, what is Patrick Stewart doing in this shitty movie? See, that's
0: the thing. This was like before Pat I mean, I guess Patrick Stewart had been in lots of stuff and he was like a like a stage actor, but like he wasn't like the
1: He's not he wasn't Patrick He wasn't
0: Stewart. And he wasn't Captain he wasn't Picard yet either
1: was awesome as Picard, I don't even like Star Trek and I like Pac And he was awesome as Professor
0: X? He's always awesome. I love yeah he's great. Patrick Schubert's awesome. He's good in this movie. I would
1: just say that I don't even think the guy who the awful actor who plays Major Tom deserves to be in the same room as Patrick Stewart. He certainly
0: doesn't deserve to get to make out with him. Almost make out with him. But we're getting ahead of ourselves so uh Turtleneck and Major Tom have come to talk to a lady. I didn't hear who it was before they were before they went in and then I went, "Oh, it's the girl from Brave." So it's but it's unclear whether she's still the nude lady. I don't know like how she ended up like they went to the insane asylum. I forget how they figured out how to go there, why they had to go there. They were going there looking for the nude lady or the girl from Brave. But how did they know she was there and how did she get there? I thought she was in the car with the farmer.
1: I don't know. It's stupid. <laughs>
0: Anyway, Major Tom aggressively questions the brave, and then he smacks her and rips her house coat off and gives some bizarre. Right, and then sw- there's
1: also that really creepy part where he tells Turtleneck that he's like, "You can step outside if you want, because this is going to get rough." But he and then. Well, I think he, I, agree, I, think no, I and then that. Turtleneck says, "No, no, I like to just yeah, watch." Yeah, I
0: actually mentioned that in the next sentence. You're going to enjoy it.
1: What does he say? He says, I'll tell you in a okay. second. Yeah.
0: He rips off her housecoat and gives some bizarre explanation that the nude lady wants him to rough him up so that she'll leave Brave's body, which seems awfully convenient for Major Tom. If, and you ask me, curl Turtleneck gets real creepy and says he'll stay and watch because he's a fucking he weird voyeur. A voyeur freak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Brave makes out with Major Tom before fainting. Apparently, somehow, this transmitted the information of whom the nude lady has since jumped into. Fucking hell, I, I was wrote. like,
1: I was like, this movie yeah. is very stupid. Yeah, so they and figure then, out... But then that got incredibly, oh, get incredibly dark yeah. with the voyeur scene. So,
0: yeah, basically, they by making out with the girl from Brave, as an adult, so it's not weird, um, they have determined where the nude lady jumped to next. Right. So, they decide that it's Radio this big man. dude in solitary confinement, and they're going to hypnotize a big dude in solitary. And I, I'm i not sure how a dude in solitary confinement got involved with a nude lady, but there you have it. Which is actually plays into this. Also, is it really ethical to place a man with, as they say, the IQ of a four-year-old in solitary confinement? That seems like a horrible way to treat someone in a hospital.
1: It was a different time. It was a
0: different time. <laughs> Well, it was all a big ruse, because they actually inject Patrick Stewart with a big needle, and he gets all fucky. It was all a prank, you see, because Patrick (laughs) Stewart was secretly a nude lady. She wrote here, it was the ultimate prank. I forgot that I wrote that. I I made the same joke. I
1: thought you just read yourself.
0: (laughs) No, that's just the kind of thing I say, apparently. Well, they figure out that they have time to ask one question to the sedated Patrick Stewart. That's what was really annoying, is we have time to ask one question before the drug wears off. And then they spend like ten minutes wheeling him to a different room in a wheelchair. Idiots! (laughs) And then they get like six more doses of the meal, so it didn't matter anyway. So the interrogation involves a lot of Patrick Stewart screaming while Major Tom shouts questions and demands to speak to a nude lady. (laughs) The nude lady obliges and her sexy voice starts coming out of Patrick Stewart's mouth. Just like in my dreams. (laughs) Oh, Joey. (laughs) Anyway, we learned that the nude lady in the nude tales read the minds of the Churchill crew when they entered the Lovecraft umbrella. And that's why they can speak English and are all sexy and nude. Instead of being dried up bat monsters. They took the form of a nude lady. Because that's what they read in our hearts. (laughs) In our hearts. (laughs) Yeah, so, um... Major Tom starts shouting, let me go! And he starts to sound like Macho Man Randy Savage, just like in my dreams. One point he's going, let me go! And it sounded like Macho Man Randy Savage was saying it. Anyway, there's another blue light special that only subsides when Colonel Turtleneck stabs Patrick Stewart in the neck with another two syringes of sodium pentothal. And so during that whole thing, Patrick Stewart tries to make out with Major Tom. And you're just like, oh, Major Tom.
1: Jealous of Major Tom. Yeah,
0: Patrick Stewart. It's great. I also like that Patrick Stewart never had hair it seems. Like I I mean, I don't know how much for I mean I guess it's only 4 years prior to next gen but
1: Did you see that video that I think it was circulating on Facebook of Patrick Stewart with his dog, his, like, little pit bull dog. I'm not on Facebook anymore. Oh, it's the most heartwarming thing. I think he it's a rescue dog, and he's talking about uh-huh. how much he loves his dog. And then there's a, a clip of Patrick Stewart in his swimming pool, leaning against the wall, and over top of him, the dog's on the outside, just licking the top uh-huh. of his head. It's seriously the most heartwarming little video I've ever seen. Do you I've remember the seen. video of him
0: talking about, like, Domestic violence. And oh my like, gosh, oh, yeah. God, he's I the best.
1: can't not cry at that.
0: Violence is never a choice. That it- oh, I was like, yeah, Patrick Stewart. Anyway, uh, Major Tom, Colonel Turtleneck, and the Uptight British Man, who's back all of a sudden. We hadn't seen Uptight British Man for a while. They're all in a helicopter, and then they get a call from the big boss man, who has been busy. He has deduced that only the nude fellas and the nude lady can jump from body to body. He has killed one of the nude fellas by stabbing them through the energy center, which is located below the heart, with a leaded iron spike. He also says that vampire legends are based on the nudes, and that there are still one nude fella and a nude lady out there somewhere. Oh,
1: I forgot that they were calling them vampires. So there's vampires, sci-fi shit, and zombies.
0: Blood or something starts flying out of Patrick Stewart's head and forms a nude lady in the helicopter. But she escapes to her body or something, so Major Tom decides to confess some more stuff about the Churchill. This whole scene was weird. Like, he vomits blood, the blood turns into a nude lady covered in blood, who appears in the helicopter and then, like, squishes out of the helicopter and is we think she's gone back to her body. Uh, So we cut back, Major Tom tells us what actually happened. It turns out that he was the one who opened the Fortress of Solitude Crystal and let out the nude lady. So rather than just tell us that...
1: He did that VHS thing too.
0: Yeah, well we're going to get to that. But rather than just tell us this, they also cut to another flashback of the ship. uh, And things are happening pretty much at random at this point. I have no clue why Major Tom didn't get killed. Major Tom claims that the nude lady wanted him to survive, but he doesn't know why. And he's the worst actor in the history of cinema I've written here. So London has basically gone full of the purge because of the blue lights, which are blowing up buildings like fucking V for Vendetta. There are people running around and eating each other, including a random nun on the street of London during the riot. That was the best part. All these people are rioting everywhere, and you just see a nun run by. I was like, yeah! Yeah, I missed,
1: I missed that. I remember you it I was so disappointed. I was just,
0: so excited. Yeah. I was like, oh, look at her. Look at her running around.
1: Yeah, it was very, like, zombie apocalypse out there.
0: Would you consider what she was doing a bad habit? Because nuns were habits. They're called their nun outfits. are called habits. I don't habits. know
1: anything about nuns.
0: Well, if you did, you would appreciate my joke. Shrug. Colonel Turtleneck and Major Tom go to see the Prime Minister, who looks like hammered shit. <laughs> uh, and then I said they forgot about the uptight British man again. I don't think we ever see him again, either. I think that was like, we see him one more time on the helicopter, and now he's just gone. Anyway, the Prime Minister lures his secretary behind a big map and sucks her off. Then rather than helping her or destroying the vampires, Major Tom and Colonel Turtleneck just fucking leave and walk back to their helicopter. Why did this scene even happen?
1: Yeah, I don't know. There was
0: no reason for it. They could have
1: used that budget for the scene to show us the The umbrella opening in the first scene.
0: So wrinkly-faced soldier monsters hang on to the helicopter as it flies away. And one skin peels and he falls off. like His skin comes off his hand, which is pretty cool. And the other one gets shot with a flare gun. There's no reason for any of these scenes. What is going on? We're almost done, honey. Hang in there. Martial law has been declared, and the army wants to put Colonel Turtleneck and Major Tom under quarantine. They're in some kind of weird escape-from-New-York-looking makeshift army base thing now. The army thinks it's some kind of plague, but take Colonel Turtleneck's word for it that they don't have the plague. Army Man informs our heroes that the plan is to nuke London to take care of the plague, which is always, you know, the first thing you do. Always. Yeah, They're purging Morty! We gotta nuke him!
1: Nuke for us to ask questions later.
0: Exactly. Keep calm. Nuke (laughs) London. Brilliant. Also, the Lovecraft umbrella is now parked in geosynchronous orbit directly above London, and there's a big blue energy beam shooting up into the sky like it's the end of a Marvel movie. (laughs) And Major Tom figures that those are human souls.
1: Every Marvel movie.
0: Yeah. Also, the new Ghostbusters.
1: Also, the new Ghostbusters, which I actually really liked. Yeah, I wasn't
0: a fan. I liked the cast.
1: It was very cute and heartwarming. It was
0: neither of those things. So turns out neither
1: of those things.
0: I know, but I'm not being sold that way. Whenever you, a nude lady... No, or
1: you're a, trying
0: to suck yourself off as, um... Uh, sexual? Yeah. <laughs> so it turns out that whenever a nude lady or a nude fella suck off someone, their blue energy goes up to Lovecraft's umbrella, which is my new favorite sentence. <laughs> Somehow, Colonel Tom and Major Tom... Colonel Turtleneck, excuse me, and Major Tom just kind of know that the nude fella sucks off the energy and transmits it through the nude lady up to the ship. So she's like a redirect... just like a satellite dish. So they need to find the nude lady's body. And also Major Tom needs to go to the body because the nude lady needs her energy back or something. It was sort of stupid and I kind of zoned out there.
1: See, that was my problem with this movie. At this point I
0: was like, I don't know what's happening. I don't really care anymore. It just looks neat. And there's a the nude lady. So Colonel Turtleneck tells the army man that if they destroy the nude lady in the nude fellow, they won't have to nuke London. So that's nice. During the 30 seconds since their conversation, Major Tom R-U-N-N-O-F-T to find the nude lady and Colonel Turtleneck takes off after him. Seriously, it's like 30 seconds while Major Tom is, or Colonel Turtleneck is talking to the army man and Major Tom's just gone. And he goes, oh, I gotta go chase after him. Major Tom goes to a church with a zillion dead bodies around it and the energy beam coming out of the top. Sounds like we found ourselves a nude lady. Well, it's not hard to find. They just looked for the source of the blue light. Pinpointed it. Yeah, uh, I think we've triangulated the location. (laughs) Meanwhile, Colonel Turtleneck (laughs) goes back to HQ again because reasons. There's no explanation for why he does this, other than that he has to for the next part of the plot. Just in case there was a chance things were getting too fast-paced and exciting, we need to screech to another halt so Colonel Turtleneck and the Big Boss Man can have a long combination, culminating in the Big Boss Man's heel turn. He's a vampire now, and he's melting, which looked pretty rad. And then he bursts into flames and shoots his blue load into the sky <laughs> after telling Colonel Turtleneck where to find the nude lady and Major Tom and Colonel Turtle, Where to find the nude lady and Major Tom. So Colonel Turtleneck takes a big sword. Oh, yeah, there was a big sword delivered to the big boss man a while back, but I forgot why or why or whatever the fuck it was, so shrug. That was the iron um, lead.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah.
0: I don't know why the big boss man had it, but apparently that's what you need to stab new I people with. I thought that with. looked
1: cool. It did look
0: cool, but why the fuck was there a big sword? I didn't understand where it came from. It came
1: from the umbrella. He opened
0: it, no, remember he opened it out of like a box.
1: It came from the umbrella. Why
0: would it have been in the umbrella? Why would the vampires why, keep the why one thing? Why does
1: this movie exist? I don't know, Joey.
0: I'm just saying that if you were a space vampire or a nude lady, the last thing you'd keep on your ship is the one sword that can kill you. Or maybe you would keep it. Then you want to keep it safe.
1: That's what I'm saying.
0: Well, they did a bad job. Major Tom is pacing back and forth around the nude lady, who is currently not nude, but I'm not going to change her name now. And she's all, "I knew you'd come," you know, like in a movie. Destiny, life force, become as one. Blah blah blah. Cut to Colonel Turtleneck jumping out of a moving vehicle like a badass. Cut back to Major Tom walking slowly. Cut to Colonel Turtleneck being chased by melty vampires on the streets. Yeah, was cool. and making his way to the cathedral for the final boss fight. A well-dressed man is getting blued, and he says, It'll be much less terrifying if you just come to me. So Colonel Turtleneck swords him, and he turns into a bat and explodes, which was neat. I don't uh,
1: remember that part. He was the
0: mini-boss guard in the cathedral. Oh, This anyway.
1: movie's so dumb.
0: And then... But he says, it'll be much easier, less terrifying if you just come to me. And then uh, Colonel Turtleneck says, I'll do just that. And I said, well, as far as badass things to say when killing the boss go, I'll do just that is not really up there with yippee motherfucker, but shrug. We're almost done, honey. Last paragraph. Inside, Colonel Turtleneck looks into the blue light, and Major Tom is banging around with a nude lady. Colonel Turtleneck tosses the sword down to Major Tom, who stabs the nude lady and himself with it, m- mid-standing coitus... Very athletic. And the blue goes red and shit blows up. And then Major Tom and the nude lady shoot up into Lovecraft's umbrella like the fucking rocketeer and it's very silly. Colonel Turnaleck stares up into the sky like a goober as we cut to space where Lovecraft's umbrella is blue and sparkling and flying away. And then that Credits. Ends. So, I mean, I like this movie.
1: <laughs> I know you did. It's not good. It's... I spent the first half trying to stay awake. And then the I mean, second half, also trying to stay awake. Look,
0: I will say this. It's a bad movie. It's very bad.
1: I like Patrick's Stewart.
0: And he, I do too. It's a bad movie. But I can't say that I didn't enjoy watching it. It was pretty funny. I
1: didn't even enjoy watching I it. I could tell. I was so
0: disappointed even when I was like amused by the space vampires.
1: No, it just was boring.
0: I'll say this. It's possible, honey, that the reason I enjoyed this movie more than you is because I got to like write this funny thing as I was watching it, and that probably made me enjoy it more than you.
1: I know it was more fun when you would just say it out loud, and then we could. Um, I, I, try and I did that it. a bunch of times. No, you didn't.
0: You get so. Also, every time I did, you got mad at me and told me to stop talking.
1: <laughs> well, that also, yeah, that also yeah.
0: sounds like it, me. It, it was you. <laughs> well, anyway, um, so what do you give this movie out of ten? Two. Oh wow i give it a f- what did i give it no i think i gotta be a i, I, I got I a two it's pretty bad i
1: liked some of the the like special effects the creature effects the, were yeah, cool. the, yeah, yeah yeah that was cool the skin killing off looked cool
0: when everybody got sucked off through the holy Crypt keeper, that was cool.
1: Yeah, I didn't like all the beams of light. It's that. It wasn't too, that cool. I'm not. I'm not into sci-fi generally, and especially not this era of sci-fi. See,
0: I. This is like my favorite era of sci-fi. Yeah. <laughs> and the nude lady was nice.
1: Yeah, she's pretty.
0: As far like you I see mean, on look. The eyes. They definitely found a good-looking nude lady for this movie. Well,
1: you would have to.
0: You don't have to. I've seen some... I mean, they didn't find a handsome British man. They found Dwayne Barry and the guy who was handsome for a 70s cop show. Really? Again, I'm not, I thought, but the joke being like, no, he's not handsome at all. He looks like hammered shit, but that was like as hot as they got in that era for British television. Anyway...
1: There's not a lot for the ladies.
0: There was two nude fellas that were hardly in the movie.
1: They shouldn't have even been there, really.
0: Oh, they didn't want to be sexist.
1: They had <laughs> no, that nude fella. Of course not.
0: And you got to see Patrick Stewart talk with a lady voice. That was fun. Yeah, mm. it was a bad movie. Don't watch it. But yeah, Toby Hooper made this movie.
1: I love Toby Hooper. You
0: know, I've watched a few Toby Hooper movies and
1: that aren't Texas. They're Chainsaw. hit and miss. Mm.
0: Like Texas Chainsaw is great. Texas Chainsaw Two is awesome. I feel like this movie should have been more like Texas Chainsaw Two. It would have been better because Texas Chainsaw Two is kind of aware of how silly it is and kind of plays up the goofiness of yeah, it. Yeah, it does. And this movie, like, is goofy as hell, but it plays it serious as a heart attack, and it's not fun. Like, it doesn't take. It takes itself way I think too that's seriously. That's
1: why I didn't enjoy watching yeah. it.
0: It took itself so seriously, and there's nothing serious about this stupid movie. But you know, space vampires, man, bats. Nineteen
1: eighty five. I usually I'm usually way into bats.
0: I would say this is about as good as like some other Toby Hooper movies I've seen though, like like uh Funhouse what's it called? Fun House? I think he yeah, had I think it's Fun House. I mean it's not as good as Poltergeist. I'll say that. That's a Toby Hooper movie.
1: I love Poltergeist.
0: Yeah. Well anyway, I'm sorry you didn't enjoy this film, but I enjoyed watching it with you.
1: Anyway. I barely did that. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I picked an actual classic from the eighties. I've never seen it. Film. Me either. The Lost Boys by uh,
0: Fuck you would ask me that. Isn't it um
1: I had looked it up. Directed by Joel oh, Schumacher. Oh god Schumacher?
0: Joel Schumacher. You've Schumacher. seen some Joel Schumacher movies, honey. Hmm. Batman Forever, Batman and Robin. That's oh, what those are they... Joel Schumacher movies.
1: Anyway, I have I've always I don't know why I've never seen it. Yet, because I've always wanted to watch it.
0: Kiefer Sutherland's in it.
1: Yeah.
0: And I think Corey Feldman and Corey Haim.
1: So this one has actual
0: vampires in it. Uh, there they were actual vampires in it. They just didn't bite your neck. They were from space.
1: That's not an actual vampires Honey, then. the
0: vampire legends from Earth were based on the space vampires. Didn't you hear the Big Boss Man explain it? No,
1: that's bullshit. I,
0: look, Big Boss Man was a, a man of science. He had a big sword. He you knew what he was Boss talking about. All
1: right, so right. join us next month.
0: Yes. So for April, we're watching The Lost Boys, Woo. and maybe there'll be a bonus episode. There hasn't been one for a while. Uh, we, you probably should just give up on ever getting that Shin Godzilla bonus episode.
1: Why do you have to bring it up every time? let it die. I'll tell
0: you why. Because people have actually asked me when it's coming out. Oh. I've had people ask me, "Hey, when is that bonus episode coming?" And I said, "Ugh, Nicole has to rewatch the movie because she was drunk, and it's been like four months." And even if it hadn't been, was And it's hard been, to get together
1: drunk. with them because they live on the other side of the city. Yeah, so that's your excuse. Well. No. I
0: would like to do it. It was a great movie. I'd watch it again.
1: It, don't put this on me like it's my fault we haven't. It
0: is your fault. Well, no, not that we haven't, but we have to, you have to watch it again is your fault.
1: No, I thought you were going to make a time for them to come over, and then I would rewatch watch it when that time is.
0: Wait, wait we're going to rewatch it again when they no.
1: come
0: over? <laughs> don't put... Bef- you have been face palming this whole episode.
1: Before they... Come, I would rewatch it, but it, you haven't made the date yet, so I'm not going to watch it again until you do that. So
0: it's all on me to do all the extra work.
1: Of course, I'm busy. I'm,
0: oh yeah, you're so busy. What are you doing?
1: I'm making a comic book right now.
0: I'm running a comic book society. <laughs>
1: That's nothing. Way less
0: work than what you do, I know. Anyway, okay, so yeah, next month we're going to watch The Lost Boys. It'll be fun. Uh, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I'm sorry you didn't like the movie, hon. I love you. And, uh, <coughs> excuse me. Got a frog in my throat. Um, until next time, I am the creature, Joey G.
1: And I'm the bride, Nicole.
0: Y'all stay scary now. Kissy, kissy. Let's go see if I can't find myself a nude lady of my own. No, not. Right. Fair enough. How could this woman ever decide
1: to wed This man